Hi, I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Matthew 23, 2-4 says, Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. Now, there's so much that could be covered in this section of scripture, but today we're going to focus on two things, hypocrisy and heavy burdens. Jesus called for respect to these scribes and Pharisees who sit on Moses' seat as a given authority, but shed light on the fact that while they preached the law, of which Paul tells us in Romans that the law is holy and good, yet they did not practice the law themselves. The Pharisees were well aware of the law, that it was heavy and it was hard to bear, and then they even ended up adding man-made traditions as well, which laid an even heavier burden on the people. This was completely out of line from what God had even given the law for, and it clouded the view of looking towards Messiah by getting fixated on the burden instead of the one who was coming to remove that burden from us, to bridge that chasm that our sin had made. After this, Jesus went through the rest of the chapter to call out seven times, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And then he gave very detailed reasons for those woes. Jesus was bold and brutally honest when telling the Pharisees the truth, and yet he did this with love and without sinning. So we see this word woe in Revelation 8 and onward um, as the last seven trumpets are blown. And it's over the judgment that is to come. This word woe in the Greek is an accusative exclamation of grief. Jesus exclaimed his grief as he was rightfully accusing the Pharisees of their ongoing hypocrisy. He did this in love, though, as he not only spoke the truth, but he showed the truth to the people who had come to hold these Pharisees in a religious celebrity status. I can't even imagine how this hypocrisy hurt the heart of God. Not only for the sake of the people who were committing the hypocrisy, these Pharisees, but also because of the damage that it was doing to God's people. The Pharisees were misrepresenting God to the people and not only hindering themselves, but they were hindering the people from understanding God and the whole purpose of his holy law. That's a very serious accusation by Jesus. And although we know that the Pharisees at large didn't end up repenting, something that Jesus said at the end of the chapter in uh, verses 34 through 36, it was likely something that the Apostle Paul had heard and probably came back to his mind after he was converted on the road to Damascus. So in Matthew 23, 34 through 36, it says, Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood, innocent, from the blood of innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Bacariah, 
whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. So as Paul had sat blind from his experience with Jesus on the road uh, to Damascus, I wonder if he had heard these woes before when Jesus had said them and then recalled them and recalled the actions of watching Stephen be stoned to death for his faith and approving of it and then actively persecuting Christians from town to town with now coming to face with his own hypocrisy and then the realization that he is the chief of sinners, which is what he called himself later on in 1 Timothy 1.15. To the rest of the Pharisees, judgment was sure to come for their lack of repentance. And Jesus said this in Matthew 23.33, You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? What the Pharisees didn't realize was that in not being willing to lift the heavy burdens of the law that they were placing on the people, the weight of the hypocrisy was even heavier in light of eternity. Jesus had already said in Matthew 11:28-30, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Had the Pharisees understood the purpose of the law and had been looking forward to the Messiah's coming, searching those scriptures for true understanding instead of just in their piety, they would have rejoiced at Jesus' coming and gone to him for rest when he said this. Now, the Pharisees didn't do this, but we can and we should. The law was our guardian, just as it said in Galatians, It was our guardian, but Jesus had come and justified us by faith, releasing us from that burden of the law, and instead, we then find rest in Christ as we take his yoke upon us and we learn from him. Being burdened by the law, legalism, and the hypocrisy that inevitably comes from trying to be perfect just in and of our own works, it's never going to yield pure religion and a relationship with God. Abiding in Jesus is the only way to legitimately walk in truth and have abundant and eternal life in Christ. So today, if you hear what the Spirit has said to you, and it included a convicting woe, turn from that hypocrisy, hear and heed Jesus' words. Come to me, and I will give you rest. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written music, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's crystal with a K.